I'm gonna make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Movies You've Never Seen. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the bloke who's watched all the movies more than once. And I'm joined by my good mate who this podcast is named after. It's actually dedicated to Trevor Long. Welcome, mate. Great to be here. I'm uh, quite looking forward to this one because it's... uh it's a big name movie. It and, is. Uh, I don't know much about it. Well, the movie in question is Ghostbusters, yes. and it was released in 1984. I was but eight years old. Okay. You keep reminding us about how young you are. <laughs> it was released in 1984. It was directed by Ivan Reitman, and the reason we're doing this show, uh, this we've moved this up the, up the list, because yep. Ivan Reitman sadly passed away a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, well, let's uh, let's pay tribute to the man's work. That's kind of one one of the the first line of his obituary was uh, the this movie. So uh, I thought it would be a great idea to talk about it. Uh, the movie was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. So the two actors in the movie actually wrote the script. It as wasn't well. until the credits rolled at the end that I realised Harold Ramis was one of the, was one of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Sigourney Weaver. Now, Dan Aykroyd first wrote this on his own. Now, he oh. his father is like a ghost expert. Oh, really? He actually written a book about ghosts. Oh, wow! So this was kind of what he called the family business was ghosts. That's awesome. Yeah. So he he thought well, that's you know so cool. Yeah, it'd be a good good story to to talk about. So it? does that mean, and you'll probably get into this, but a lot of those things that those terms, the paranormal and, psychology, yeah. ecto, all yeah, that kind of stuff, sort of he derived that from a lot of his father's wow. work, and that, that's that he said he grew up with it, so it was kind of something that he always knew. He said he wanted to do an old style comedy ghost movie with the, taking what he learnt from his family business and uh, he wanted to make it a comedy as well so okay. not, not not too scary but he actually wrote it for John Belushi who was his Blues Brothers co-star I was going to say yeah right John Belushi massive actor famous comedian really funny guy um, and he also wrote it for his original vision was to write it for himself Dan Aykroyd for John Belushi and the third Ghostbuster was supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Really? That's who he wrote it for. Oh, that's sick. you got to remember, at the time, this was the early yeah. 80s, and these blokes were red hot. Eddie Murphy was on fire. John Belushi was on fire. Saturday Night Live. So he thought, right, we're going to do this. We're going to do it right. What happened? We'll find out. You'll find out. In a oh, moment. you massive tease. Well, first thing that happened, John Belushi died of a drug overdose. Okay. So that, that counts that out. Eddie Murphy was because what he wrote this script and it needed work. So in the time that it took for it to be reworked, Eddie Murphy decided to do Beverly Hills Cop. And right. the rest, the is, rest history. is history there. So he went that way. Now, Reitman, Ivan Reitman received, got the first script and he had originally thought it was too sci-fi, a little bit too outlandish. Okay. So basically what he said, look, he said, look, let, let's do this. I like the concept, but he reimagined it as a going into business story rather than being an established thing set in the future yes. he wanted it as a going into business story in the modern day which is what it ended up becoming becoming okay. so uh, and he brought in Harold Ramis 
who he worked with on Stripes. So Ivan Reitman directed Stripes, co-starring Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. So he brought them into the mix as well. Because Reitman, as I said, directed Stripes and wanted the, the team back together. Now, get this, right? It was greenlit when they originally had the concept. Columbia Pictures greenlit the movie in May 1983. Okay. They said, all good. Got to be in theatres by June 8, 1984. <laughs> so go at it. So they were they immediately thought, okay, we've got to get moving this here. There's a fair bit in this. There's a lot in this, and they did it in May, June. So they did it in 14 months from concept to screen cinema release. That's massive. So it was uh, they were racing the clock. And they were saying that the schedule was so tight that even Ivan Reitman, there's a show on Netflix called uh, The Best Mo- the Movies That Made Us. Have you ever seen that show? No. One of the episodes is about Ghostbusters. Oh, right. I got some of that information for, the, for their show from watching that again. And Ivan Reitman in that show says that the final print, we were so rushed, there are so many mistakes and things you'll notice, like the special effects weren't 100%, but at the end it didn't matter. We just got it done and the whole, the thing succeeded. Not on the like perfection. even I picked up a couple of continuity things, you know. So oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's the lay yeah. of the land in a rush like that. But that was uh, that was the that was Ghostbusters. Now, had you seen this? Not seen this? Oh, heard I of assume this? I saw this as a kid, but I yeah. certainly, other than the song, uh, yes, the of course, car, yeah. which I've got the big Lego model. Oh, you got like, that one? Yeah, I've got the big oh, one. Oh, yeah. nice. Because uh, there's original. There's a small Ecto, uh, and then there's a big. I've got I was the, thinking. Of, got I was looking one. that up on Amazon the other day. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I might have when to, you come around, have a look at it. I might it's, have to purchase gorgeous. that. One. Yeah, no. Um, it fit really well here. Um, the so yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the car. I'm aware of the concept. Like I've seen enough, you know, yep. of them, you know, blasting yeah, yep. stuff. But yeah, no, I couldn't have told you that okay. it was the the storyline in any way, okay. shape, or form. Well, the movie was a massive success. It is to this day. Columbia Pictures' highest-grossing film of all time. Wow. When adjusted for inflation. Uh, it was the highest-grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone in 1990. Okay, and uh, you know, massive hit. Sequel was rubbish. Ghostbusters Two was eh, just a, just cashing in. Yeah, there's now in cinemas right now. Yeah. Or just just on releases, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which right. is a a movie. It's kind of a sequel of of, of sorts that brings in some of the old characters, and but it's it's mainly new characters. And Wasn't there another setting. one also? With just women Ghostbusters, there or was something? there was a female only version with Chris Hemsworth was sort of the token male secretary in it, and uh, there was uh, like Melissa McCarthy and a few of the others from Saturday Night Live as so well. So bottom line, ignore all them, go for the well, original. No, women, the war women one wasn't bad. I, I saw that it was was it was okay. The um, oh, Ghostbusters Afterlife I've seen as well, which is pretty good. It sort of brings in if you're a fan of the original, it really t- ties it up. It's really some nice little uh, inclusions there. Okay, so worth worth a look. Uh, so. The this is yeah your last exit before the freeway. We're going to dive into the movie and look. It's been out since 1984, but if you haven't seen it, you should. I think a good idea for you to catch it on fetch. Fire up the fetch box, grab the remote, and use as I do the voice command and just just say Ghostbusters, and it'll immediately show you. Can't you uh, sing it? Who you got to call? Ghostbusters. Well, I still recognise you. Can. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, but it'll actually suggest to you that this is available to rent on Amazon Prime. So uh, you jump in Amazon Prime. Rented there for three ninety nine, and you're off and running, just like the other thousands and thousands of movies that are available. Whether they're available in the in the Fetch Movie Store directly, or whether they're available through your streaming platforms, either as a part of your subscription or to obtain like this one on Amazon Prime. It's so easy to find everything to watch on Fix Fetch with just one search across all the different services. Uh, if you haven't got a Fetch box, ask your internet provider do they have Fetch, and if they don't, switch or go to Harvey Norman JB Hi-Fi and check out a Fetch box for yourself. Okay, you've now sat through the whole movie, right, yep. at once. And it was only a couple of days ago, so you can remember it. Yep. So what are your imp- <laughs> let's call this your first watch. What are your impressions of it after your first watch? I've got to tell you, Stephen, I love this. <laughs> I love this because it, it, was, it was like it was made to just make me smile. Yeah. Uh, it was just a good yeah. – it was just a good time. Funny movie, yeah. It was just a good time. I didn't really see it as – Funny. I, I laughed at some laugh out loud moments. I mean, there's definitely funny yeah. movies, but you know, I just saw it as a yeah. fun movie. Yeah. Like I, I just really enjoyed it from start to finish. It was a good ride, wasn't it? It was, a good it was ride. just a good. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I tried to find the words for this, but I just couldn't, mate. But I just felt like this, this epitomizes what a movie should be. Yeah. It's escapism. It's a good story. Good yeah, yeah, good point. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, I didn't care about all the like the special effects. Eh, I didn't care about any of that. I'm mm. normally pretty judgy on that stuff. Right. Didn't care. Yeah. Because it didn't you knew what it is. You know what it is. I yeah. knew what they were trying to do. Yeah. And they nailed it. It was awesome. Loved great it. stuff. Great stuff. And so your tweet would be the tweet would be oldie but a goodie every time round. Lovely. Well, this is I've seen this movie numerous times and I can really easily remember the buzz around it. When it came out, I was uh, how old was I? I was sixteen when it came out. No, not even that. I was, I was. Don't yeah, try I was, and make yourself. No, I was sixteen. I was sixteen <laughs> when it came out, so I was still at school. Yeah. And um, I was only seven. Actually, it was special for me because I saw it with my late brother Joe. Oh wow! My brother yeah. Joe took me. He knew I'm a fan. Oh, my fan. My love of movies is from my brother. I got his pictures right here. He watches every movie with me right oh, behind awesome. us here. Yeah. He. My love of movies comes from him. He was really into his movies. And I still remember, like, he, he was engaged, had a girlfriend and all that. He goes, no, no, it's just you and me, mate. We're going to go. We're going to have a pizza and we're going to go watch Ghostbusters. What a legend. And it was awesome. I still remember the, just the whole experience was great. But the movie also I loved as well. So, um, Did he think you'd love it because it's a little bit uh, kind of the science fiction yeah, in it? Yeah, I is think there? so. Yeah, I think so. But, but, but like I said, he, was, he loved all movies and he loved going to the movies. And, and he knew that I was sort of getting into that as well, and and we thought, you know, let's go watch this together. So that's that's my real my special nice. memory of seeing it with 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 my brother Joe. Uh, let's get into the casting call here now. And first up, you have got Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray is I, I love Bill Murray. He was uh, in Stripes. Have you watched Groundhog Day? Have you ever yes, seen Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. And Caddyshack is an older movie of his. Uh, but Stripes, I think that is another good movie, which we'll get to on the show. That is a, such a funny, funny movie that I still laugh at to this day. It's really it's like Ghostbusters, military thing, isn't it? Yeah, they, yeah. They, him and Harold Ramis join the army, and um, Bill Murray in this apparently, and I'll mention this again later. He a lot of his scenes, mostly the stuff that you see on screen, was mostly improvised. Oh, it felt well, it. Yeah, it, it was him it. being him. Yes. Which I think made it. There's some great lines in this that, that we'll get to. Dan Aykroyd plays Ray Stance. He's, uh, we saw in the Blues Brothers. Trading Places. You know, Dan Aykroyd was in Driving Miss Daisy? What? You know, with Morgan Freeman yes. and Jessica Tandy? He was nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for Driving Miss Daisy. A lot of people don't realise that. Wow. Dan, Dan Aykroyd didn't win it, but he was nominated. Harold Ramis plays Egon Spengler. He was also in Stripes with, uh, okay. with Bill Murray. He's also not only an actor, but he's also a writer-director. He wrote and directed Groundhog Day. So he wasn't in it, but he wrote okay. it and directed it with Bill Murray. Passed away in 2014, Harold okay. Ramis, yeah. Sigourney Weaver plays Dana Barrett. Every you, day of the week. You've seen her in Alien. She was in Gorillas in the Mist. We covered her in, she was in Avatar as yeah. well. This this is her best yet. And she is uh, excellent in this. Rick Moranis is also in this. He plays Louis Honey, Tully. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Little Shop of Horrors. So, yeah, good one there. We're about to get. Can I just say, I think he's brilliant in this. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, he's very funny. He plays a character (laughs) again. That's the other thing about this movie. I loved it. Real nerdy character. It's kind of like the acting is is spot on for every character. Yeah, you're right. Like honestly, Sigourney Weaver. Oh boy, the way she plays through this, yeah, phenomenal. (laughs) Very good. Are you the gatekeeper? We'll talk about (laughs) that in a minute. But before we get to the run through, we want to also talk about our other great sponsors, High Sense. Now, if this isn't an example of a movie you want to watch on a big screen, oh, yeah. I don't know what is. High Sense TVs are available up to eighty-five inches, and they are saying on the best movies you've never seen is Trevor, go big or go, go home or go home. So if you're gonna if you're thinking of a seventy-five inch High Sense TV, you know what? Just go eighty-five inch. No one's gonna know the difference. It's a few hundred dollars extra. Get it. And what you're getting though is great picture quality, great audio quality. It's got their Q, their ULED quantum dot technology on board, so uh, has has Dolby Dolby Vision, so looks fantastic. Dolby Atmos, so it sounds great as well. And all of the high sense TVs are backed by a three year warranty, so they really back their product. Not many other companies offer a warranty like that. So if you are in the market for a new TV. Our, our our recommendation is Hisense, and look, just do it. 85-inch TV, you will not regret it. If you want to find out more, head over to Hisense.com.au. Are you strapped in, Trev? Oh, yeah, I'm braced, I'm ready. Well, we start off at the New York Public Library. And I've actually walked down this, you know, on Fifth Avenue and the corner of 41st Street, you can walk past. Oh, I'm going to tell that. you right now, This yeah. as they go into the library and she's pushing the wooden trolley, yeah. uh, I, I observe more in this scene than I have in anything else, like the beautiful old wooden, like wooden yeah. um, legs on the tables and stuff. 
I actually thought to myself for the first time, I want to do a Stephen Fennick. I want to go to the library, go to see that. Yeah, yeah. I've visited a few locations. Next time we go to New York, Stephen, I'll do the. We are going into this library. I'll take you on my New York film tour. I just want to go here. Okay, we'll go there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's on uh, Fifth Avenue and Forty First Street, and we see the librarian, uh, and we see suddenly these. uh, She's walking through the aisles, and there's these books floating by, and there's. uh, Cards blowing out of the drawers, and you remember how I told you how this was a really oh, rushed film. This is that yeah. was when you told me that this was made yeah. in that short a time. Yeah. The the cards coming out of the drawers, yeah. mate. I have been thinking about that on a thirteen hour flight. I'll I've been thinking. I don't know how they did it. I'll tell you how they did it. Go. They pushed the drawers out from the back physically. That makes sense. Yeah, I got and that. They had yeah. a straw. And no, boom, they blew pfft, all the cards would fly up out of that just with a, someone blowing into a straw. No, and the books switching from shelf to shelf is just on a wire. If you look closely, could you imagine wire. how much wasted <laughs> technology would go into that if they made it today? There you go. So it was low budget, and it was had to be done really quickly. And and what what they did too. They wow. they approached ILM to do the special effects, yeah. and ILM said, "Look, we're booked. We're, we're making all these movies. We can't do it." But there were a few people at ILM who left and formed their own little company to that, that made the did the special effects for yep. Ghostbusters. Okay. So, and they were constantly talking about the, you know, the the pace of the production which they had to okay. get through. Anyway, we see the woman, uh, all these books floating around, the cards blowing out of the drawers. And then she sees something. Oh. She sees. Well, you, you, she turns a corner and you see suddenly this light blast of light, and you think, "What the hell's going on here?" She screams. Yep. And uh, next thing, we cut to the lab, and <laughs> we see Peter Venkman is running his ESP testing. And this is funny because there's like a really attractive young girl there who he. This, this she is says, classic what, Bill what Murray. card is this?" She goes, "Oh, it's a square." She goes. I can't believe that's five out of five, and it's, each one's wrong. Yeah. The other poor bloke who's with her he, gets an electric shock. He, he every gets time a he's shock wrong. every time he gets it wrong, and, and the, the time where he gets the shits is when he gets it right. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he, uh, he he guesses the way. Isn't it lines. funny? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, but the time that he gets it right is when he says he gets it wrong. Get a little tired of this. You volunteered, didn't you? We're paying you, aren't we? Yeah, but I didn't know you were going to be giving me electric shocks. What are you trying to prove here, anyway? I'm studying the effect of negative reinforcement on ESP ability. The effect? I'll tell you what the effect is. It's pissing me off! (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good scene because, Bill, this... Honestly, this feels very classic Bill Murray. It was in this scene where I went, I reckon this bloke is off-script a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, when when he walks over and sits next to the girl... I reckon if there's thirty percent script in there, it'd be amazing. Yeah, and he, he does. He's obviously got an angle here, and he's sort of saying, like, "I think we should maybe discuss this later." But remember, Ray stumbles, yeah. and he goes, "Oh, hang on, we've something's happened. We need to go look at it." And then uh, he says, "What do we meet up at?" And she says, "Eight o'clock." He goes, oh, "I was just about to say eight o'clock." <laughs> eight o'clock. You know, try, trying to reinforce the fact she's got ESP. Uh, Ray comes in and says, uh, "There's the." There was a free-floating vapour apparition report of the New York Public Very Library. Very important, yep. And uh, so they head over to the public library, and they, 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 the, the bloke at the library says, look, I want to clear this up you know, quickly and quietly. No, the best, hang on, sorry. Yeah. The, the best part about this is um, it's like, you know, we've got, we've got to do this. We've got to handle this. Yeah. You know, we've got to handle this quietly. Let's just get over there and let's get it done. But the funny thing is that with the, th- with, with the Ghostbusters, as they become, but the Bill Murray character here where he's just – couldn't give He's a rat. He's the cowboy, yeah. yeah. Couldn't <laughs> give a rat. Also, it doesn't believe in it all. It's making you think, why did you leave the girl? Why yeah, didn't you just tell yeah. Ray to go and do it himself? No, he was going to hook up 8 o'clock tonight. 8 o'clock. This is yeah, it a just, bit earlier. It's just funny. But I like it when he uh, he's starting to question the librarian as well. Are you, Alice, menstruating right now? <laughs> what has that got to do with it? Back off, man. <laughs> I'm a scientist. That was kind of one of the big uh, quotes of the movie back in the back when they were printed. There's back a lot off, of quotes in this back movie, off, aren't man, there? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. I feel like there yeah. are a fair few quotes in this yeah. that you'll, uh, you'll overwhelm Ooh, me with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, they, Egon then suddenly says, oh, look, it's moving. So they head back downstairs. They see the books are stacked a certain way. He goes, oh, yeah, there's no human could have stacked <laughs> books like this. Yeah. Bill Murray, again, taking yeah. the piss. Because, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's suggesting that it's an uh, extraterrestrial phenomenon bloody thing going on. And Bill Murray's like... No human would ever want to yeah. do this, of course. Then they see the slime coming out of the out of the draw out of the um, the drawers. Yeah, and then he goes, "Oh, quick, um, gather some of this up." He goes, "Oh, someone blows their nose. You want me to collect it? Is that what you're trying to do?" 
But then they see the apparition and think, well, what are we going to do? They're trying to think, well, what the hell, what's the play here? And then, well, Ray Stance has an idea. Okay, I have a plan. I know exactly what to do. Now stay close. Stay close. I know. Do exactly as I say. Get ready. Ready? Get her! <laughs> that was his big plan. Get her! Just, just get her. What are you going to do, mate? You're going to grab her. Good one. Well oh, done. So they head back to the university campus. And they're talking about, you know what, we should do talk about going into business like this, catching ghosts. And when they get back, though, to the campus, they find out, they walk back in their offices, they find out the dean of the of the university is there, and they find out they're getting kicked off the campus. And we learn very quickly that he hates them. Yes. He hates, he hates every every uh, ounce of them, what they do. He knows that Bill Murray is a shyster. He knows that he's just, you know, playing the game. Um, he's withdrawing their money. Now, here's my first big plot hole in this. Yep. They've just videotaped... A ghost. They've taken photos. They got. He was. He had a video camera. He had the whole yeah, thing going on. Yeah. You know. You wouldn't. They didn't stop to argue. Oh, stop! Just before you kick us out, you don't want to have a look at this have tape. A look at this. Yeah, maybe. Did they? <laughs> but did they actually shoot it? Did he. He just. Yeah, he was her. filming. Was stuff. he filming her yeah. at the time or not? Yeah. I thought. Didn't think he'd done it yet. I think he was. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Good plot hole. He certainly. He certainly. Bill Murray took photos. Because when yeah, they, when they right. went they went back into that uh, that little alcatraz, they came out and yeah, went right. back in again. And they they came, he definitely took okay. photos, but I'm yeah, pretty sure he was also video. Good point. I think I have to watch it again now. Uh, so after, well, they decide, well, you know what? I think Bill Murray says, look, everything happens for a reason. Let's just go into business. And yep. then the next thing you see is Dan Aykroyd walking out of the bank with the papers thinking, what have I done? And he goes, look, he goes, I thought my parents' house was worth more than that. He goes, everyone has three mortgages nowadays. Don't worry yeah. about it. So Bill Murray is sort of saying, yeah, don't worry about it. Let's just do this. And they find the building where they want to set up their office, which is actually a firehouse. I'll tell you more about that. I've visited that firehouse. Tell it's me now. Tri- I want to know. It's in Tribeca. So so because yeah. there's a lot about this movie. When they go to um, wide scenes and stuff, the city is superimposed. It's not real in some scenes. Some bit, Well, the, the building where Dana Barrett lives, that's only a 20-story building. They add more to that. There, there's just I've a been few to that things about too. it that are not, not yeah. like shot. Yeah. Um, but this place is clearly a real building, but I don't know it's, that it's, it's a fire. Actually... It's a firehouse, yeah. It's right. a firehouse in Tribeca. Okay. And if you go there today, it's I think it's the eighth hook and ladder. If you go there today, and I've been there a few times, on the pavement out the front is actually the fire, the fire cross, and in the middle of it is the Ghostbuster symbol. Uh. So you can actually tell, like, this is this is the one. But the interiors so like, of that were filmed in LA. Oh, okay, the exteriors right. were filmed there. But the uh, interior is the pole and everything that happens inside yep. was filmed in Los Angeles. Yeah, there was a lot of the exteriors that were filmed there. Very well done. So um, they're now living in this. They <laughs> guess, oh, they love it. I want to stay the night. Let's, <laughs> he's like a little kid. He's like a little teenager. Let's sleep here tonight. What about like Egon says this building should be condemned and then Ray slides down the pole. He goes, how good is this pole? I love it. Let's get it. The and real estate agent's got goes, two people okay. who don't want it and then yeah. one that wants to sleep the night. So they decide, you know what? We're going to keep it. Yeah. Cut to Central Park West, and we see Dana Barrett returning to her apartment with her groceries, and uh, we do also meet uh, our man, Lewis Tully. Listen, that reminds me, I'm having a big party for all my clients. My fourth anniversary as an accountant, you know, and even though you do your own tax return, which you shouldn't do, I'd like you to stop by, being that you're my neighbour and all. Well, thank you, Lewis. I'll really try to stop by. Listen, that reminds me, you shouldn't leave your TV on so loud when you go out to creep down the hall phone the manager. That's strange. I didn't realize I left it on. Oh, yeah. You know what I did? I climbed on the ledge and tried to disconnect the cable, but I couldn't get <laughs> in. So, you know ledge. what I did? I turned up my TV real loud, too, so everyone to think that Bye both now. our TVs had something wrong with them. <laughs> See you later. Slams the door on him. And so Dana's inside unpacking her groceries. She's just got home, but she also just happens to see this ad on TV. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement <laughs> or attic? you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. <laughs> Such it. a great We're regional ready to television ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ready to believe you. So mm. people might not believe you, It's a great line. Yeah. So she's uh, unpacking the groceries, and then suddenly the eggs start popping out of the uh, popping out yes. of the container, and they start cooking on but the again, counter. Again, yeah. very well done. Yeah, like you, you can imagine it was just in? someone underneath there going like this with, yeah. with I a don't, I poker. Don't know how, I don't know how they did that, but it but was good. She starts hearing the noises though in the fridge. Remember, she opens yeah. the fridge and sees these flames and animals, and she hears the word Zool. 
It's pretty full on. This is yeah. the moment where I go, wow, this is, wow. Would this scare okay. your kids? Do you reckon that'd be scary for your kids? Uh, Victoria Would kids? wouldn't enjoy this movie right. for, Jackson, for that. Jackson, it's smashing. Jackson, Harry would love this. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, she flees the building. Uh, meanwhile, though, they're setting up the building. They've, they've the Ecto one. The car arrives. Remember, Bill Murray goes, "You can't park that here." And then Dan Erickson pops and goes, "I bought it for four and a half thousand. Needs shocks. Needs new engine. Yeah, needs everything. Needs everything. <laughs> needs everything new." Um, it's also no the wrong colour in the co- movie, and so he obviously paints it. It's yeah, like yeah. so it's black when he bought it. Yeah, I think it was an old hearse. I think yeah, what it was. And so uh, no business yet. I think. Um, the, they've they've hired a, a receptionist and any calls no type something he says we're paying for this yeah. thing. <laughs> they've so, gone uh, really like as a, as a startup yeah. they've gone pretty hard they've straight gone hard up. early yeah but I, I yeah. do love the bit where she's Bill Murray's talking to the what's her name the the woman the receptionist uh-huh. anyway she's she's sitting there talking to him. And then he walks away, and Egon pops up from under her desk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he connected the phone yes, line. Yes, he was and connecting computers and things. Yeah, it was only in this fiftieth watch that I noticed that there was a lot of scenes of them. Oh, she's got she's got an attraction to him. She's attracted to him. There's a lot of scenes ah. where she's sort of playing to, up to him. And I did wonder what he was doing under yeah, the desk. Yeah, well, he wasn't. He was fixing up her phones, but she was. Um, there's something phones. doing with those two. Anyway, Dana arrives. Yep. And She's a walk-in. Yeah. Now, he has this, this this bit here where Venkman jumps the railing. Did you notice? Did, uh, every time I watch this, I, I cringe because he clips his foot on the post on the railing. No. Did you not see this? No. You watch it again. When he when he sees Dana, he takes a run-up and jumps over and just clips his foot and makes it. That could have ended in catastrophe, and Ivan Reitman does actually say that he has. He says when he when he meets when he leaps over the railing, his feet scuff the top of the railing, and this is Harold Ramis saying, if he wouldn't have made it, he'd be dead. So he he would have taken a few people with him. Ivan Reitman was saying, so he he was coming at speed, it's but a bit he of made an overreach, isn't he? Well, he just he was he was flying, he was flying. Okay, anyway, he makes it. And they talk to her, and I love the line where he goes, you know what, why don't you check Tobin's spirit guide? And she says, I'm going to go check her out. He goes, oh, I mean, check out her apartment. <laughs> and so they, they head back to the apartment, and they walk in, and I just love when he, he walks in and he finds the piano. Please let me. If something's going to happen here, I want it to happen to me first. The closet. <laughs> I hate this. I like to torture him. That's right, boys. It's Dr. Venkman. <laughs> he can't, he's, he's, that is funny. He comes across as such a creep. Oh, then she goes, oh, no, that's the bedroom. Nothing ever happened in there. She goes, oh, what a, a crime. crime. And uh, she sort of thinks, you know what? Are you, are you really a scientist? You're, you're more like a game, game show, show host. Yeah, <laughs> solid insult. So then she says, look, how about we look in the kitchen where all this happened? And... They enter the kitchen, he sees the eggs, and he goes, look, why don't you look in the fridge? Better check the fridge. Good call. Oh, my God. Look at all the junk food. <laughs> it's, it's oh, a co- God damn it. Look, this wasn't here. You actually eat this Look, stuff? this wasn't here. There was nothing here. There was a space, and there was a, a building or something with flames coming out of it, and there were creatures writhing around, and they were growling and snarling, and there were flames, and I heard a voice say, Zool. It was right here. I'm sorry. I'm just not getting any reading. Well, are you sure you're using that thing correctly? So it was, when he says, oh, my God, you thought, what? what is he saying? I love the fact that the... <laughs> Piano sound is in there. Yes, it's still in there. The, it's the sound, but it's it's the proper version of what he tried yeah. to do on the piano. It's very well done. <laughs> and so he said, "Look, I can't see anything there." But and he's obviously attracted to her. This, this, this is this is where funny, you realise this yeah. bloke's just an off the off the cannon oh, yeah. loose unit. I'm going to go for broke. I am madly in love with you. I don't believe this. <laughs> Will you please leave? And then she threw me out of her life. She thought I was a creep. She thought I was a geek, and she probably wasn't the first. You are so odd. <laughs> That's typical, Bill. I reckon that was fully improvised. Yeah, I reckon the your so odd script. thing is, is, is yeah, too. I don't think that was in the script. But I love it. The end, he goes, he's at the door, and 
he puts his head back and he goes, what, no kiss? And she puts her hand in his face and pushes him out. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're back at uh, at HQ having their Chinese dinner. And she says, look, I, I want to – Bill Morris's uh, Pinkman says, I want to get draw out the petty cash. I want to take her out. I don't want to lose her as a client. Yep. He goes, uh, this uh, is the last of our petty cash. This Pointing at the here. food, yeah. So he goes, okay, eat slowly, boys. But anyway, they're eating and they get a call. Hello, Ghostbusters. Yes, of course they're serious. You do? You have? No kidding. Uh-huh. Well, just, uh, just give me the address. Uh-huh. Yes, of course. Oh, they'll be totally discreet. <laughs> Thank you. We got one! <laughs> she rings the bell and they yeah. come down the pole and we see the Ecto-1 for the first yes. time. So they're fully kitted out. Very discreetly making out. its way to the, yeah. to the client. To the Sedgwick Hotel, which apparently was uh, the... Is that a fictitious hotel? I don't know if you know it exists, but oh. the interiors were filmed at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel, which is in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, and nice. I've been there. Uh, so they go in and they they haven't tested their equipment, they realise. They've decided, you know what, we've got these unlicensed nuclear accelerators on our back. Switch me on. Do you love it when they switch them on? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they both move to the other side of the lift. Yes. Oh, shit, what are we going to do? Because they've never tested it. <laughs> So they get up to the 12th floor and they're walking out and they see the maid. Remember, they fire at the maid. <laughs> she says, what the hell are you doing? And they all go, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and he goes, okay, successful test. But they decide to split up. And then at first, uh, they don't see nothing. But then Ray turns the corner and sees the ghost and has a f- and fires Just has a crack it. straight yeah, up. Yeah. I love the fact, too, that Egon is sort of walking down the hallway. Remember, he sees the guest and he, he pokes, actually pokes in to see if he's not a ghost. But... Um, Venkman sees the ghost then as well. Come in, Ray. Venkman! I saw it, I saw it, I saw it! It's right here, Ray. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. Don't move. It won't hurt you. Me. <laughs> that's that's one of the great also lines. became a line. Yeah, he slimed me. It's was funny because I was out. disappointed in it. Oh, really? Because it's such a big lime. Yeah. It's like I've seen I've seen it in so many places. He slimed, he slimed me. me. Yeah. It was just this. He slimed me. You know, it's just <laughs> the the line has yeah. gone on to bigger things than the actual yeah, right. original yeah, delivery well, of it. Was a bit understated. Yeah, <clears throat> he is laying on the floor though, covered in slime. But it goes into the ballroom, and they <laughs> decide that we we learn too that. They they said, look, you know, one thing I forgot to tell you: don't <laughs> cross the streams. Like if we cross the streams, because that could be really bad. Imagine every particle in your body reversing and, and exploding. Okay, so that's bad. I think Bill Murray said. Yeah, he's bad. But so, Bill, okay. I just I'm struggling with what's good and what's bad. Okay, yeah, so that's so bad. That's right. bad. So they, I love the fact that the blokes waiting outside. They can hear the chandeliers smashing and the tables cracking. And he goes, "Oh, I assure you, everything will be fine for for your reception." But they then uh, set the trap as well. Go! Okay, hold him up there. He's going to move. Hold him up. Go! Working, Ray. Start bringing him down. Start bringing him down. You've got it. Don't cross the stream. Maybe now you'll never slime a guy with a positron collider, huh? Thanks, Short your stream. I don't want my face burned off. All right, I'm opening that trap now. Don't look directly into the trap. I looked at the trap, Ray. Get the stream's off as soon as I close the trap. Get ready. I'm closing it. Now! And then you see the little red light going beep, beep, beep on the side. So they've done something, they've successfully captured a I like, ghost. I like the way when they come out of the ballroom, it's smoking. Yeah, it's smoking. But yeah, the woman the woman says, oh, look, what's happening is I'm sure you were going to start on time. But then the door suddenly opens. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Did you see it? What is it? We got it. Oh, what is it? Will there be any more of them? <coughs> Sir, what you had there was what we refer to as a focused, non-terminal repeating phantasm or a Class 5 full-roaming vapour. Real nasty one, too. <laughs> Those are the kind of lines that I 
I assume came from the family business, you know, yeah. finding some inspiration. That was absolutely right. And um, we find then that the bill is quite costly, 5000 And okay. he goes, oh, I won't pay. And he goes, okay, we're just going to put it right back in. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they, the, the, the next bit is like a montage of the businesses booming. You see them driving and running around the city. And Larry King makes an appearance. Yeah, wow. Anything? Old wow. school radio yeah. set up. That was his Larry first King. film appearance, Larry King. Was really? A very famous radio guy. But yeah. first film, first, before he was on CNN, yeah. he was, uh, this was his first first movie appearance. Wow. He was quite a famous radio guy. Uh, and then we see that they're, uh, they're becoming celebrities and Dana is sort of in the background hearing them becoming more famous. This yep. is the bloke who said after knowing her for two hours he's madly in love with her. Uh, Ray has his dream as well. Remember he's dreaming the, the woman? Uh, oh, yes. That was uh, not a bad sequence. Yes, it's uh, very well done. But then the next thing we see is uh, Winston Zeddemore turn up for his interview and says, look, do you believe in the afterlife? And thing? And he says, listen, lady, if there's a steady paycheck check in it, I'll believe anything you say. And uh, he says, right, you're hired. They, they were at the point there where they're exhausted. There's more There's more work than yeah. they can handle. So they're, in a short space of time, we've seen that the business is well and truly established there. People are seeing more ghosts than ever before. We're thinking, why is that? How come they're suddenly there and now there's more ghosts? We'll sort of learn yeah, more later. There, but yeah. the um, Venkman then um, goes to meet Dana. Remember he goes up to uh, Lincoln Center? Yep. I've, been, I've been to that fountain, you know, where they were talking. That's okay. outside. The, you know, remember when Samsung had the launch of their phone? I think in twenty seventeen, it was at the Lincoln Center. Right, that's where it was. There, okay. that, that Lincoln Center was right there. Uh, and there, uh, he was saying, like, you know, I watched, uh, I watched you. You were the best one in your row. And then he's done some homework about what Zul was. Remember, he said, look, I found out they were. He was worshipped in six thousand BC, and and uh, he arranges for them to get together to talk about it a little bit more. And then they set a date for Thursday. Uh, meanwhile, back at HQ, uh, uh, Stance is showing Winston how to store the trap. Yeah. Remember? And then our our old mate Walter Peck from the EPA arrives. <laughs> and I lo- it was very funny when he first meets Venkman. <laughs> He's got slime on his hand yeah, and he wipes it on his jacket. He doesn't just touch him on the hand, he wipes <laughs> him on the shoulder. So well done. And may I see this storage facility? No. <laughs> and why not, Mr. Venkman? Because you did not use the magic word. <laughs> what is the magic word, Mr. Venkman? Please. <laughs> May I please see the storage facility, Mr. Venkman? Why do you want to see the storage facility? Well, because I'm curious. I want to know more about what you do here. Frankly, there have been a lot of wild stories in the media. And we want to assess any possible environmental impact from your operation. For instance, the presence of noxious, possibly hazardous waste chemicals in your basement. Now, you either show me what is down there, or I come back with a court order. You go get a court order, and I'll sue your ass for wrongful prosecution. You can have it your way, Mr. Venkman. Immediately, they're at odds, uh, old Walter Peck. Yeah. And I'll tell you where what other movie he was in a little bit later. So uh, we we then go back to uh, Egon and the boys downstairs, and he's saying, "Look, something's really big on the horizon." This is where he talks about the Twinkie, the Twinkie <laughs> con- comparison. Yeah, he says, "Imagine this Twinkie is forty five feet long and weighs six hundred pounds." He goes, "That's a big Twinkie." Twinkie is such an American thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Have you ever had a Twinkie? It's just a. It's a cake. Isn't it's it? like a little, yeah. It's like a cake like a cream cup, in the It's middle? like a long cupcake with with the little white white like, chemical like cream in the middle. Cream in the middle. It's just <laughs> mass produced. Yeah, who else had Twinkies? Was um was it the cop in Die Hard? Remember the the, the he says, oh, they're for my wife. She's pregnant. He goes, yeah, right, sure. Remember the bloke, the cop in in yeah. Die Hard? Yeah, yeah. Um, Speak. Yeah, no, we'll get to that later. But the uh, the the next next thing you see though is the on the roof of the of Dana's building. Yeah, the statues, the dog statues, then suddenly come to life. It's very strange. Yeah, and this is the night of Lewis's party. So Dana comes home again. She sees, like she she sees this sort of light behind the kitchen, and the door is sort of like been yep. getting bent. And then she suddenly all these arms pop out of the armchair, and she gets dragged into the kitchen. Yeah, she she's sit, she's just sitting hell. down getting changed, and then yeah. she's literally dragged away by some sort of extra straight thing. in there. And now Lewis's party is also on, and I it's love very, it's very funny. Like he says, such put, an accountant. I'm putting it on this on as a promotional expense that way I can claim it all. And um, and then the, remember the woman who the really tall, attractive woman with the, uh, the with the rather large, uh, heavy, large, large set woman says maybe if we start dancing, and then they start having a dance, and then someone else knocks on the door, 
And I love the fact that we, <laughs> yeah, he greets the guest. He goes, oh, they're, they're, they're on their third mortgage. She's taking a thing from here. And they're, they're too, so the whole financial yes. picture is just exposed to the whole people in the room. Now, when Lewis Tully mingles with the guests in that whole scene, commenting on the price of salmon and all of that stuff, Rick Moranis did that in one continuous shot. It's quite a long shot. Yep. Entirely improvised. He just They just shot it on the run and he nailed it and that was in the movie about wow. the salmon and all this, the stuff that he bought. But then we hear the growl in the cupboard. Remember he throws the jacket on top yep. of the creature and he goes, okay, who bought the dog? And then the dog crashes out of the cupboard and <laughs> chases Lewis. And he says, oh, I'm going to talk to the management. There's not supposed to be any pets in the building. <laughs> And it was quite funny. I still laugh to this day when he's at the restaurant, remember? And, he, and he's, yeah, he's, face he's begging, again. then he turns around and slides down the window, and then everyone goes back to what they were doing. Yeah, there's no, there's goes, no concern from the people inside the restaurant. <laughs> he says, very New York. Nice doggy. <laughs> but then that, that cut to Dana's apartment, right? Yeah. And Venkman arrives at the door. She answers the door, dressed up and thinking, holy hell. Yes. And she says... Are you the key master? He says, No. She slams the door. He knocks again. Are you the key master? Yes, I'm a friend of his. <laughs> so she lets him in. And she explains that she's uh, Zul, the gatekeeper. We're preparing for the coming of Goza, the destructor. And then he says, Are we still going out? <laughs> so trying, to, trying to play it down. But she's, there's obviously something doing there. And uh, she wants to get it on in a certain way. Take me now. We never talk anymore. Time to make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. <laughs> Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. You know, I can. I want you inside me. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I can't. Sounds like you got at least two people in there already. Might be a little crowded. So she's obviously uh, possessed by Zuli because she was dragged in the kitchen and something has. Yeah, her you, you realise that she's yeah. now this possessed. She's now thing, the, but she's now the I gate. find this a fascinating scene because Bill Murray is uh, clearly a. Oh, you don't actually know this is a womanizer, but he's clearly a sleaze, you know, whatever. But he, you know, he doesn't opt no. straight away to take advantage of her here. He knows that it's not her, though. He well, I know, but you know, something's he, doing. But even, even, even as a possessed woman, he's like, eh, it's okay. I might just uh, draw the line there." But he tries to get through to her, though. What I'd really like to do is talk to Dana. I want to talk to Dana. Dana, it's Peter. There is no Dana. There is only Zulu. Oh, Zuli, you nut! Now, come on, come on. I want to talk to Dana. Dana, just relax. Come on, Dana. Dana, can I talk to Dana? There is no Dana, only soul. Oh, what a lovely singing voice you must have. <laughs> so that's, you know see, that's got to be improvised. That's funny. Like, like, if you've ever seen The Exorcist and all those movies, whenever there's that voice, it scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Right? But yet, Bill Murray can put, he goes, oh, what a lovely singing voice you must have. It's just very, very funny. <laughs> that voice, by the way, the, the, the deep voice yeah. at the end, that was actually Ivan Reitman. Oh, really? Supplied that, yes. He, uh, he put on his deep voice. Uh, the late Ivan Reitman did that. Now, this part where she levitates. Yeah. So remember she's Very well done. floating above her bed. That is actually a physical effect. So, you know, like in magic shows, they do the, the levitation. Yeah. They decided, you know what, we're going to do it in camera. So yep. they did it like as if it would be a magician doing it on a stage. Right. Staged it live and filmed it. So wow. no need to any special effects. I was looking, they, I'm going, it okay, it's not full, underneath it because that, uh, yeah, no. Well, she had a full body cast on and it was attached to a post that was hidden in the curtains. Oh. So the post was sort of hidden by her body in the yep. curtains that was lifting her up. And uh, this is a, according to the DVD commentary, though I learnt this, that the uh, Ivan Reitman, who's had a bit of Broadway experience, decided, you know what, let's do this for real, like as if it's a magic trick and we'll yeah. film it. And that's what they did. So the Broadway same. experience yeah, would be yeah. critical there because it's yeah, like, you yeah. know, not everything needs to be done right. in post. You can just physically do it on the set yeah. and film it, which is what they did. And you know how what a rush they were in. They couldn't afford to take the time no, and money yeah. to do it uh, well, special effects. So, And it looked actually not too bad. There are, If you look closely, there's a little bit of, uh, you can see a little bit of the flatness of the suit and all that if you right, look clearly okay. at it. But I think they get away with it. Next thing we see is Lewis, who's now possessed as well. He sort of yes. he goes, nice doggy. Uh, he is roaming the streets looking for the gatekeeper. I am Vince. Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. Volcus Sildro, our lord of the Sebulia. Are you the gatekeeper? 
Hey, he pulls the wagon. I make the deals. You want to ride? <laughs> Sign, and all prisoners will be released. He's talking to the horse. You will perish in flames. What an asshole! <laughs> that's the bit. That's I thought that was more dangerous than Bill Murray jumping over the barricade. He, he runs, running through, he runs through some things, and he like yeah, so nearly, nearly closely to falling over. Yeah, right. So uh, he's sort of wandering off, and obviously gets picked up by the authorities, and they bring him down to the Ghostbusters HQ. Yeah. So they said <laughs> the cops oh, pick him up, yeah. and they say we, the, the 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 woman the, says picking up or dropping off, yeah. dropping off. And they're, they're like the asylum doesn't want him, and we don't want him, and the hospital doesn't want him, so we brought him here. <laughs> this is quite funny if you listen and if you've watched this as many times as I have. There's it's a very funny scene, but. When they drop him off and bring him inside, they put that little thing on his head. It's like I think it's like a, a, a colander or something. They put yeah. they put wires on it or something. It looks like a, a, an instrument. Yeah. If you look behind him on the display, you see him moving around. On the display behind him is actually the silhouette of the dog. So the creature is on the display. Oh, so the display wow. is showing his true form, not... They, that's a very subtle that's, little thing. That's yeah. very cool. That's something you pick up when you watch it 85 times like I have. So... Um, he says, because Egon starts talking to him, he says, look, you know, I'm waiting for a sign. And then Venkman calls and he goes, oh, look, you know. This is where it all starts uh, coming together, she's doesn't She's sedated. It? She's, uh, she's uh, got, you know, she's not uh, who she says she is. She says she's the gatekeeper. He goes, oh, great, because we've just got the key master here. He goes, oh, we're going to get these two together. Yeah. And he's, he's, Dana's been sedated. Uh, and then Ray and Winston are driving back over the bridge on Inecto One. There's a bit of a creepy little conversation they have yeah. about, you know, uh, talking about the 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 building that they, they did the homework about the building. It's all made of tungsten alloy, and he goes, "Oh, the Book of Revelation said this." And they they, they sort of started talking about, "Oh, he goes, are we so busy because the dead are starting to rise from the grave?" And you're thinking, oh. he goes, "Let's just turn the radio." <laughs> <laughs> Change the subject. They both freak each yeah. other out. That was funny. But then the uh, back to the HQ and the EPA arrives and now they've they've gotten their court order to inspect the facility, and he says, "Look, he goes, look, if you shut that off, we can't be responsible for what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, this is our own equipment." And he goes, "Look, just shut it off. Yeah, do what I say." And they shut it off, and you see all hills break loose. The bomb, the bl- roof blows off. Uh, chaos, right? Mm. And you see um, Vince has escaped now in the in the chaos. He goes, oh, this is the sign. So he makes his way back uptown to get back to see Dana. He's yep. obviously thinking this is he's going to follow where all these ghosts are going. And um, we see, the, I love that shot. It's a long shot. And you see the World Trade Center still there. Yes. And all the, the Empire State Building and all the, the ghosts are zooming around the city. And uh, the Ghostbusters then get arrested and now they're in jail. So they're from the scene, they're, so all they're in jail, including Winston, yep. all in the cell. And meanwhile, Egon's got the plans of the building. Remember they were talking yeah, about in jail. The That's yeah. another so one. Thinking, they're well, okay. still working. They're still working. They're in jail, but they're still working. And no, he, they probably took took your wallet off you, but they let you keep the plans. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So he's uh, talking about the building, and and what it was all about. Cold riveted girders with cores of pure selenium. Everybody getting this so far? So what? I guess they just don't make them like they used to, huh? No. Nobody ever made them like this. I mean, the architect was either a certified genius or an authentic wacko. Ray, for a moment, pretend that I don't know anything about metallurgy, engineering, (laughs) or physics, and just tell me what the hell is going on. You never studied. (laughs) The whole building is a huge superconductive antenna that was designed and built expressly for the purpose of pulling in and concentrating spiritual turbulence. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. <laughs> corner penthouse of Spook, Spook, Central. Spook Central. And uh, so they're, meanwhile, they're uh, chatting about the possibility of the end of the world. And like um, Bill Murray at the end of that goes, so be good, for goodness sake. <laughs> and then uh, Winston thinks, well, you know what? He goes, I'm on my own here. Hey, 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 hey. Hold it. Now, we're actually going to go before a federal judge and say that some moldy Babylonian god is going to drop in on Central Park West and start tearing up the city. Sumerian, not Babylonian. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. But i got to get my own lawyer. So he's thinking, you know what? I'm on my ace. But what, suddenly, though, we see, okay, Ghostbusters, the mayor wants to see him. So they go yeah. see the mayor in his office. Meanwhile, Lewis and Dana 
have gotten together back in their apartments and uh, they've identified themselves as the key master and the, the gatekeeper, gatekeeper, respectively. And uh, we all know what happens there. But in the in the mayor's office, this is one of the funniest scenes Honestly, in the movie. Definitely. This is this where... This is where you realise why Peck is called Peck. <laughs> so, yeah. he uh, They're in the office. They're discussing things and we hear this. These men are consummate snowball artists. They use sense and nerve gases to induce hallucinations. People think they're seeing ghosts. And they call these bozos who conveniently show up to deal with the problem with a fake electronic light show. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. That's the best line ever. <laughs> That's gold. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. And they talk about it, about what's oh. happening. They talk about what's happening in the city and how, you know, the possible consequences. Well, you could believe, Mr. Pecker. My name is Peck. Or you could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> I like good. how Venkman's, uh, Venkman's contributions were dogs and cats and living together. <laughs> yeah. He's part of mass hysteria. That's very funny. So uh, if we're, uh, he says to him, look, Lenny, if we're right, you look like the man who saved New York. If we're wrong, we go to jail. We go pay a fine, whatever you want. And then he says to Peck, he goes, get him out of here. So they decide to believe the Ghostbusters. And so next thing, they're heading off to Spook Central. Yeah. And the Ghostbusters have arrived and they've become the crowds out the front and people are yelling, Ghostbusters, they're cheering them on. And uh, the clouds are gathering overhead and think, wow, this is sort of the showdown here, you know, at Spook Central. Um, so I'll the line, Dan Aykroyd or uh, Stan says, we might have to put a little overtime in on this one. And uh, so the floor, though, remember the floor opens up? Yeah, the whole the road. Car, thinking, Jesus, uh, what's going on uh, It strikes me that this would be a great place, like if it was Warner Brothers, be Warner Brothers Movie World, you know, because they can reenact that because it's, yeah. it's clearly just mechanical, you know, um, pieces of road going up and down, but it's like they get swallowed by it. Yeah, car falls in, yeah, yeah. and then just come out. They okay, yeah, out. cool. You yeah. get swallowed by the earth, and then you just come out again. Do you? Cool, cool, well, cool, cool, cool. They decide, you know what? Let's head up. They walk up to the roof, uh, up the stairs. They see Dana and Lewis on the roof as well, and uh, they think, "Well, where do they, where do these stairs go?" And then they, <laughs> this is another funny line too, where Dana. Turns into a dog, and then she, he, Bill Murray, turns to um, to Stance and says, uh, "Okay, she's, so a, she's dog. a dog." <laughs> but then they uh, they get they front up with Goza. Goza was the the woman. Well, I think it was a Hungarian actress played Goza. Yes. She's sort of real sort of distinct features and a flat top and all that. And um, they decide that Ray is going to make uh, communication. Goza the Gozarian. Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Are you a god? No. Then... But you know what? Winston's this answer is, to that... Yes, this is the best line. ...was... Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say, yes! <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole thing here, right, was that the the choice... Remember how earlier on Lewis was talking when he was possessed, was talking about how the, um, the Gozer would take the form... He goes, you, you have to choose the form of the destructor. And yes. everyone goes, okay, blank your minds out. Don't do anything. And then Ray suddenly walks back sheepishly thinking, oh, my God, it just popped in there. Well, there's something you don't see every day. I tried to think of the most harmless thing. <laughs> something I loved from my childhood. Something that could never, ever possibly destroy us. Mr. Stay Puffed. <laughs> see, now, this, uh, I don't remember this happening, but I remember that there's a big marshmallow man in this movie. Yeah. Which is why I also saw him earlier in the movie. 
He was in the. He was the Stay Puffed Marshmallows on her she counter. She bought some yeah. on the counter. Oh, there's a few in the movie at the yeah, very yeah. start of the movie. Very, I'm like, very it was funny good. when she put that down on the yeah. counter. I went, "That's the marshmallow." Oh, that's. So I went marshmallow puffed. man, Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's kind well, of where sort it of they for planted me. it, uh, yeah. so you know that it's yeah. obviously a popular brand in there in this universe. Uh, but you know what? They decide. Look, there's something that we need to do. They may have a solution to defeating them. I have a radical idea. The door swings both ways. We could reverse the particle flow through the gate. How? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross <laughs> the streams. You're going to endanger us. You're going to endanger our client, the nice lady who paid us in advance before she became a dog. Not necessarily. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. <laughs> slim chance we'll survive. So that was, I think, I like how that was established that back in the first job, they said, look, don't, whatever you do, don't cross the streams. Yeah. It's bad. So here was like a plot point that says, right, we're going to do something that we already established was going to risk our the very world and our lives. Yes. And so let's do it. Yeah. And it turns out that it works. And the big explosion, the Ghostbusters survive. The best part of this yeah. is where it's just, then the city or that area is just covered in this... This marshmallow goop. Peck member gets hammered by a big yes. torrent of marshmallow. Dana breaks out of the dog statue. Um, the I think Lewis goes, oh, help me, someone help me. No one helps. Everyone's helping Dana, but not <laughs> yeah. him. And he goes, oh, the superintendent's going to be pissed when he sees all this happening. Um, and then he asks, I think he asks the member, Lewis, when he's walking by, he goes, who does your taxes? <laughs> we ask him that. He's, a, he's an accountant, remember? Such an accountant. Yeah. And then uh, I think I love when Winston yells out, he goes, I love this town. And then they, <laughs> they get downstairs. They're heroes. Welcome to the crowd. Dana and Venkman have a little passion. Then credits for each of the stars. I love yes. that. How they get their own little credit. Big fan of that. Like that. And did you stay till the end of the credits? No. Where, when, or before that though, it was funny because. Oh no, I did. Uh, the ghost flew. Yeah, so you did. Yes, oh, good. No, nice, I did. Nice. So you did do that. But I love it before that. Uh, when the cre- after all the credits, and they're all sort of walking off celebrating, and they're dragging Lewis off. He goes, "I want to go with them." He goes, "Where are you taking me? They're going to take him to some asylum." But he's <laughs> uh, he wants to join the heroes. So yeah, you're right. The ghost does fly towards the camera before the rest of the credits, and there we have Ghostbusters. Runtime was I think what about two hours. I think it was less, one, 145. One, 150 or something like that, yeah. Now, there is no shortage of great lines oh. in this movie. And uh, one of them started off, I think one of them was early on in the movie. Listen, you smell something? <laughs> Listen, you smell something. Did you get that? That was pretty funny. It had that little diddle, that little piano. Yeah, that sounds, yes. I love this line. When they arrive at the hotel, remember they're about to go up the lift? What are you supposed to be, some kind of a cosmonaut? (laughs) No, we're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. That's got to be some cockroach. (laughs) Bite your head off, man. (laughs) It's good because that's the same bloke that goes, he goes, you're coming up? He goes, goes, I'll take the next one. one. (laughs) So I do also like when they're in the mayor's office and Winston, uh, he he speaks up. Since I joined these men, I have seen shit that'll turn you white. (laughs) <laughs> but I reckon this is one of my favourites too when, when the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man's walking up and yep. destroying everything We've been going about this all wrong This Mr. Stay Puffed is okay He's a sailor He's in New York We get this guy laid We won't have any trouble yeah. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> He's a sailor He's in New York We're getting laid Because of the solution Boom So good Alright look How did that happen it Plot was, holes Can I just say It was, yeah. the, it was where you know, they're, all, they're the heroes And they drive Ecto They drive off in the Ecto Yeah it was that moment where they drove off in the Ecto. I went, that's just a good movie. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's fun. Like, that's yeah. just a fun, fun, funny, harmless, yeah. Yeah. enjoyable. No swearing, too. There's no uh, no yeah, explicit language. Isn't in it? It's, it's yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. And this is going to sound crazy, but that moment where like, where she says, I want you inside me. Yeah. It's the only moment where I went, oh, I don't want to have to explain that to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. But I think, yeah. But she was possessed, so there was yeah. sort of I'd ghosts like, inside I'd be like, she, want, he, she, she wants, wants, to, to, be she wants to be possessed by him. Like right? a ghost. Yeah, I wouldn't mind her possessing yeah. me either. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, the plot hole side, look, I think with such a wild story, hard to pin down. But you pointed out a couple. What was the one you said before about the... Oh, the video camera. There's yes. just like the, no, there's, They've got evidence. Yes, they've got they evidence of these things. Because so, right. so many times through the movie, people are like... Because remember, they, they're being doubted. It's like, yes. you, you're, you're making all this up. Of course. Well, they've got yeah. video evidence of it. Of course, yeah, true, true. Or... As well, is you know, speculated, they don't actually appear on video. Maybe. My only question was that 
when remember when the grid was shut down? Yeah, and all hell, you know, all hell went to went to uh, all hell broke loose. L- literally, all hell broke yep. loose. The four Ghostbusters were arrested, including Winston and Ray, who weren't even there. Right? Yeah. But um, Janine, the 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 their secretary, nothing. They said, "No, you're good." So selective justice there. Oh wow! So you reckon that they're all involved, but they, she got a pass. <laughs> anyway, um, things you might not know: the original title for the movie was Ghost Smashes, oh, not well, Ghostbusters. Was... You know why? Someone else owned the title Ghostbusters. There's a show called The Ghostbusters, old show that wow. was that already existed. So the title Ghostbusters. They were sort of while they were making the movie, they were sort of having they had a little bit of a legal battle to try to get the name. So during production, they filmed two versions of everything. So Ghostbusters and Ghost Breakers. So every scene you saw in the sort of eighty percent of the movie, they said call the Ghostbusters. They'd say call the Ghost Breakers. So they filmed everything twice. Even any sign you saw had Ghostbusters and Ghost Breakers. Wow. Just in case they didn't win the case, they had something to fall back on, right? Wow. But get this. the What had happened, the show that was the Ghostbusters was owned by Universal Pictures. Right. So they're battling to say, right, we'll give you a piece of money. We want to use the title. Now, the guy who greenlit the film, the head of Columbia, was eventually offered the head of Universal job. So when he got to Universal, he said, yeah, of course we're going to let you have the title. So he, he, let, he made it go through. The scene where they filmed outside the Dana's apartment near the end, and they're all they're all chanting Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. He goes, "We're not going to film that again with Ghostbreakers. That's just it. We're going to have to be called Ghostbusters." And luckily, that guy who switched camps to Universal and made the deal, yeah, it was Ghostbusters. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> the exterior scenes, as I mentioned, was Hook and Ladder Number Eight okay. in Tribeca, which I've been to. Uh, inside the firehouse uh, is a Ghostbusters sign. And there is at the front. I told you there's a Ghostbuster symbol painted on the on the sidewalk there. Uh, according to Ernie Hudson, so Ernie Hudson's, you know the the Winston, the, the guy who mm. came in late, the fourth Ghostbuster. He was saying when he was offered the part, his part was a lot bigger. Right. He comes in a lot earlier. Right. So what what they did, they there was a lot of rewriting done, and I think it was sort of Hudson was he reckons he was a last minute stand in for Eddie Murphy who right. eventually doesn't make the film. Right. So if that was Eddie Murphy, his role is massive. Massive, yeah. So Eddie Murphy goes, no, nah, mate, I can't do it. So they cut his role back to really small to what Winston ends up being. Yeah, right. That's what they put that down to, that he was supposed to be involved a lot more in the movie. This, he's done many... Um, Ernie Hudson, who plays uh, Winston, he's done a lot of interviews, and he, that was brought up in an article in Entertainment Weekly where he said, look, I love the character and I love what I did. I, I don't regret it for a minute, but I understand the part should have been bigger. It was supposed to be bigger, but he goes, look, I'm thankful that I'm in the movie in the first place. Uh, the jail scene, this is a creepy one, right? The jail scene, remember they're all in jail, right? It was filmed in a prison, an actual prison that was reported to be haunted. Oh. Right? Now, get this. Remember, they were, they were shooting on film back then. The You know how they, have the, they shoot the film processor, they have the dailies to see? All of the dailies had scratches all over them for no apparent reason. So they're thinking, what the hell? And no apparent physical cause, no reason why there would be scratches on the daily. And they put it down to this place is haunted. But Ivan Reitman, he said that he didn't want to go back there. He said the crew were happy to find that they actually had enough footage to complete the scene without having to go back and film there again. (laughs) Yeah. Dana's apartment building, again, I've been to this place, 55 Central Park West in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, in real life, I said the building is 20 stories high. For the film, you see the mat, that was one of the pretty crappy uh, effects, yeah. was the, the top of the building was sort of shaken and it wasn't really accurate there. So they added they added more height to the building. Right. Uh, in the middle of the film's initial re- release to keep the buzz going, Ivan Reitman had the idea that he ran a trailer which was basically the commercial that you saw in the movie, <laughs> right? But he put a he put a one instead of the five 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 number, yeah. which is the Hollywood number, he put a one eight hundred number on it, and he allowed people to call the number. Just have a and voicemail. So they got it? a recorded message of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd saying something like, "Hi, we're out catching ghosts right now. 
you know, to have have a good day, whatever. They apparently had a thousand calls an hour every day for weeks. Wow! While that was happening, that's genius. It is. It's smart. Smart marketing. You got to remember this is pre-internet, pre-everything. Yeah. So that's really smart. Did you notice the Ghostbusters had blue lights on their car? Yeah. That is uh, in the state of New York. That's restricted to volunteer firefighters and their immediate family members and the police. You can't just be put blue lights on your car. Dan Aykroyd, now this is a famous scene as well. Remember when he first sees the ghost? Yeah. And the cigarettes hanging off his lip? Yeah. This is famous scene where he says the scene where the cigarette was planned, but the, yes, there was no glue or anything used. It just happened to stick to his lip longer than it should have, and it actually made it in the movie. It was really, really funny. It's really good. The cigarette, he reckons, was stuck to his lip with just his saliva. There was no glue or nothing used there. Nice. I told you about Bill Murray leaping the railing and nearly uh, yep. nearly clipping it. Peter Venkman insults Walter, Walter Peck, remember? Paul Walter mm. Peck, he says, this man has no dick, remember? Mm. Do you remember what other movie that bloke was in? No. Die Hard. Um, he plays the reporter. Right, he does. T- oh, and, yes, out the front, yes. And what's his name? Dick Thornburg. Really? In Die Hard, his name's Dick Thornburg. Two, this is two years after, wow. four years after Ghostbusters. His name in, in Die Hard was Dick Thornburg. This man has no dick. Peck and Walter dick. Walter Peck. Jesus, there yeah. you go. And apparently that guy, the actor, who uh, William Atherton is his name, he says to this day people on the street say, this man has no dick, and he also gets blown up for the Die Hard, the, the dramas he calls in Die Hard. He goes, my life. He goes, at least people know. <laughs> yeah. Right, oh, mate. That is uh, the end of the uh, end of uh, Ghostbusters. We're Thoroughly now waiting it. for your wrap-up and rating. It's a nine and a half for me. I really enjoyed it. Great movie. Really enjoyable. As I said, you know, just... It's just fun. Good. Just fun. Just felt like a... Cla- like, it felt like what movies should be. Yeah. Just a good, good story. Self-encapsulated. Yeah. Done deal. Great ride. I agree. I love it. And again, special place in my heart. I've watched it many times. I've got it. I bought it. I think it was 4K. As soon as it came out of 4K, I bought it. I've got a digital copy as well. So, yeah, that's Ghostbusters. But uh, shall we turn our attention to next week? Next week, we've got a very special movie. Oh, do we? It's called Leon the Professional. What now? Leon the Professional. Is this the best movies no one's ever heard of? Yeah, well, there you go. This is, I reckon, another hidden gem that you It's like 12 Angry Men. It's better than that. It's it's different to that. It was written and directed by Luke Besson. Okay, now here's your millionaire question. What movie did he write and direct that we've already covered on the show? A, Sully. B, The Martian. C, The Fifth Element. D, American Psycho. So Luke Besson. Can I give you a clue? Yeah. You like this I like, movie. I feel like I was going to say... Uh, you like this fifth movie. Element. Correct. Yeah. So how's that? The director of The Fifth Element has written this other story, which is totally different, but brilliant. Where, that, where, where, what year was this movie? This man? was in, I think, the late 90s. Never so you, uh, it was Natalie Portman's first ever movie. Okay, and John, Jean Reno Had is me in at it hello. too. Yeah, Jean Reno. She plays like a 12-year-old. She's a very young girl. Doesn't matter. And, and um, Jean Reno. Correct, yeah, the prequels. Good on you, mate. Good. Look at the big bragging on Trev. Uh, so next week, mate, Leon the Professional. If okay. you haven't seen it, I would advise you, so you don't have to take the last exit before the freeway, Get join on us it. for the whole show. So go ahead, watch Leon the Professional. Stars Gary Oldman as well. Good, really good cast, good movie. And we'll be covering it like a tarpaulin on the next episode of The Best Movies You've Never Seen. Trevor, as always, a pleasure. Great to be here. Can't wait. I'll uh, fire up the fetch and the Hisense TV and uh, get onto it. Let's do it.